The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Good morning, Boston. What's happening? This is Dave. Welcome to the Boston Podcast, the city's only daily Monday through Friday podcast that I've ever heard of and that perhaps you've ever heard of. And uh, on that note, tell a friend if you like this podcast and spread the juju. Hit that share button. We love it when you share with your friends and neighbors and colleagues and people like that. also want to uh, thank our sponsor right away before we go any further. That's the U.S. Postal Service, U.S. Postal Service, is the second largest employer in the United States offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today at usps.com slash careers. The U.S. Postal Service, deliver for the nation that is delivered with the gravity and importance that it deserves. Speaking of uh, gravity, here's a guy who's affected by gravity. I could tell because he's not flying out of his seat here in our studios, and it's my cousin, Michael O'Neill. Yep. It's a pleasure to be here. Speaking of gravity... Yeah. One of, I would say, top five movies in the last five That's years. That's what I should have said. Gravity. Speaking of Gravity, here's a guy who saw the movie Gravity Holy and enjoyed moly. the movie Gravity. What? You really like that one. Well, so I, I call it the best movie experience in 3D I've ever seen. And there aren't as many as you might think because 3D has been, right. on the balance, hasn't 3D been a huge fucking disappointment? Like, it, every time, the only 3D movie that I really was blown away by was the movie at Epcot Center when they first came out with sort of new 3D technology, and it was called uh, Everlasting Memories or some such thing, and there's a kid flying a kite, and the fly, kite flies into the air, and you're kind of watching right. point of view from above <laughs> the kite, and the, the kite flies, like, right into your face, and everybody reaches out, like, trying to grab the kite. And, and, uh, I mean, that's what 3D is supposed to be, I thought, but, but then you get, do you get too hokey, like in that, in apparently the Vincent Price movie, the, the first 3D movie ever, what was that called again? Uh, House of Wax. House, House of, Wax. of Wax. He's got one of those paddles with the ball on the string and he's going, pop, 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 and he's yeah, hitting that into the, but yeah, gravity, old school right there. but the gravity I imagine was great in 3D, not because of any like jumping out of the screen, but just because it, it made you feel like you're actually in space. With, right, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, Quaron, the director, did such a great job that I, I, re, I remember, and I recall this to people, that in the first 15 minutes of Gravity, shit goes down. And I yep. remember pa- like um, breathing so heavily, just like the Sandra Bullock character, that yeah. I actually f- stopped at some point and went, <sighs> relax. Because <laughs> I was getting, so, I was so caught up in the first 15 minutes and um, and it didn't have to be in 3D. I'm just I say it's the best 3D movie I've ever seen because it used it so well. Yeah, that that oh god, you're right. That, and that that opening scene, yes. it's a really long scene, right? It's probably like 15 minutes at least. Or yes, and it, yeah, from yeah, he shot it to to make it look like it was one continuous like scene. one shot, yes. one, oh, sh- yeah, one shot really, not just one scene, right? I yes. mean, I mean, I guess you could argue much of the movie is kind of one scene because it's all in one place, like in right, space. right, right. But but yeah, there, there's uh, yeah, something goes wrong, and there are a few astronauts, and let's just say it doesn't end well for uh, most of them, right. and. Yeah, I, I know, now I, I'm recalling that, and the combination of action from from moment one, 
Like it's it's kind of like um, uh, I remember as one example the third Raiders of the Lark Raiders of the Lark Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark, Ark. With, with the one the one where they flash back to young Indiana Jones. It, it's the Indiana yeah, Jones River of the Lost Crusade. Yeah. And River River Phoenix plays young Indy, and he notices that there are these these archaeologists who he thinks are kind of uh, bandits <laughs> stealing this this artifact. I just saw this recently, the Cross of Coronado, I think. Yes. And so he goes on this wild goose chase to get it back. And, and if you've seen the movie, they end up, uh, of course, they end up on not just chasing themselves on top of a train, but a train that, that is from like the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. <laughs> and there are elephants and snakes, of course. And... Um, and from the moment you're like I'm, you're like I'm in. I'm just this movie. I'm in. And same with Gravity. Right. Well, the best is like you're watching Gravity, and at some point you go, "This is just like Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. This is <laughs> amazing. It's action, suspense <laughs> on, on the edge." Sandra Bullock, seat. River Phoenix, exactly the same. Yeah, this whole thing. Hey man, oh, open your mind and, oh, and draw hilarious. the connections where they may be. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, they called it Indiana Jones in Space. That's what That's they called right. it. That's what they called it. Okay, so we have an exciting episode for you today because what we're going to do is present to you. This requires requires some sort of fanfare or something. Like there we go. This is the pyramid of binging. The pyramid of binging. Wait, is that what I called it before we started? Yeah. Or the binging pyramid? No, the pyramid. The pyramid <laughs> of <laughs> binging. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, it sounds like the beginning of the O oh Sherry video. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? And we all know how that <laughs> ended. No, I, but I do remember thinking that, that, that uh, you can sing O oh Sherry all you want and look into her eyes, Steve Perry, yeah. and I still won't believe that you're not gay. I'm sorry. There it is. Um, sorry, Steve Perry. He's probably not gay. I don't know. That, see, that makes it all okay. I can say whatever I want. So the pyramid of binging is as follows. Let's say, Mikey, yes, you David. play along. You're going on a uh, trip. You're gonna fly. You're gonna fly as, as we did once to Cleveland to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that that flight is gonna be eh, about how long? Uh, it's gonna be two and a half hours. Just two and a half hours. Okay. And two two hours, but two and a half hours up, two and a half hours back. Uh, course yeah. course of the trip, okay. there might be a few other. So if you're gonna bend something on that trip. You're barely going to get through one season or something. Just True. one, just yes. one season. So that's one season. But let's say you're going away for the summer and you're going to go down the Cape and and you know there's um, going to be a lot of downtime and or you're going on some hellaciously long train ride or some freaking thing and you want to binge for a while or you've got nothing going on in your life and you just find yourself alone. And sitting there with your Malamars and your Diet Coke and your bottle of whiskey, just trying to recapture that moment when Susie Bryant went to my birthday party in the fourth grade and then she completely forgot about me after that. But what I'm saying here is you might want something as many as nine seasons. And so what we've done here is assembled a list of top shows. These are the tippy top, Mikey. Right? Tippy, tippy, tippy top. top, creme de la creme of shows that are bingeable. This is the binge era. So I think we might have gone so far back to maybe year 2000, but you're not going to find, uh, you know, Friends or Cheers or Mikey's beloved Seinfeld That's too bad. On, on this list. Um, so uh, we, we start with, well, you'll see, but it's about 2000 and forward. And you can, all these shows you can binge in some fashion. 
And so uh, I was going to give the Seinfeld. Just, just to, no, no Seinfeld. This is a no Seinfeld zone, just today. So we'll start with, in other words, we have a pyramid from one seasons all the way up to nine seasons. So the one season, uh, you know, they get it, right, Mikey? Do I have to describe it? They any get further? it. And so we're going to take turns. Mikey gets to select Ooh. who, who, what the in in the at the one level, the one season level. We'll start with that. We'll build our way up to the the. The king of the Kongs, the one where you could you could binge forever. You can binge for nine seasons, and uh, you can we'll keep you in suspense though. So number one, one season, one if, season shows. Okay, if you, you only got enough, one season, yes. you only got one season to binge because there are, there is only one season of these shows. We got a couple nominees, Mikey. You are going to select what for level one in the binge pyramid. So if you had enough time to binge one season, one show, I would recommend the show on Netflix. It is a Netflix show called mm. Mind Hunter. Mind Hunter. Mind Hunter. Okay. I it's like a, it. Um, it's brilliant. It's coming out with a second season, but for this pyramid. Dave, what are we calling this? The, <laughs> the Pyramid of Binging. Uh, where, are my, right. where are my trumpets? <laughs> <laughs> I paid a lot for these sound okay. effects. Okay. So there it is. <laughs> the Pyramid <laughs> of Binging. Binging. All right, so Mindhunter, <laughs> it's got 10 episodes. 10 episodes. Around an hour each. So that's 10 hours of entertainment in one season. Well, right? and that's that's short. That's that's you can right. knock it, you can knock what, that off right. In, what but, I'm saying is that yeah, compared to ahead. other shows. Right. So we thought about the show The Bodyguard or not The Bodyguard, just Body, Bodyguard. Bodyguard is a British uh, action drama yep. starring uh, one of the Stark Brothers. Yeah, it's Rob Stark. Yes, the one actor of the Stark played Brothers, Rob who's Stark. actually uh, a really good actor. You wouldn't have known from Game of Thrones because, you know. Right, right. Um, and then there's a couple other shows, one called Russian Doll, which yeah. is a very exciting show. Did it's you also a Netflix show as well, correct? Have you seen Russian Doll? It's a very exciting <laughs> show. <laughs> Stop. I can fill in where you, if you haven't seen the show, I'm the one who put it on the board. Russian Doll. R- Russian Doll. What is, an exciting Russian Doll show. is excellent with Natasha Leone. I've talked about it before I know on who the she podcast. Is. Okay, from Orange is New Black. Yes. It's a mind bending kind of thing. But just to put a cap on Mindhunter, let's listen to the uh, trailer for season one of Mindhunter, which is redundant for me to say, because as we've covered, there is only one season, and here it is Mindhunter. It's not easy butchering people. David Fincher. It's hard work. Physically and mentally, I don't think people realize you need to vent. This guy's tremendous. You know, there's a lot more like me. This is the serial killer, obviously. One of them. One of them. 40 years ago, your FBI was founded hunting down John Dillinger. Right. Now, we have extreme violence between strangers. We travel around the country and teach FBI techniques to cops. You guys mind if I bother you for a minute? She was found cuffed and lashed to the bed. What people won't do to each other. There's nothing people won't do. How can we help? We should be using every resource we can, talking to the smartest people we find from the broadest possible spectrum. Are criminals born? Or are they formed? Psychopaths are convinced that there's nothing wrong with them. So these men are virtually impossible to study. I gotta watch this again. I forgot how good this was. Near perfect laboratory conditions. The killer is so creepy. That's what makes this so exciting and potentially so far-reaching. I can't let these guys rub off on me. The way they view sex. And women. 
It is not our job to commiserate with these people. It is our job to electrocute them. We can't like it's everything we do. We're talking to serial killers. Serial killers. New terminology. I'm trying to warn you. Your attitude is going to bite you in the ass. So young to be. So it's like the the. Do- it's it's. When does it take place? In the seven. It takes place eight? in the um, late seventies. Late seventies. So yes. after Manson and after Son of Sam, because we just saw little it's, clips of them. It's, it's very yeah. It's very soon after both those. Yes. Um, but it's like they're, they're so both it's like in the show. Right, like it's like they both the, talked about. In the show. Talked about, right? It's like the dawn of the serial killer, and, right. Dave, and David Finch is the lead actor. No, he's no, the no. director. Oh, he's, he's sorry, the he's creator, director. Um, so yeah, it was when the FBI started creating uh, profiles on serial killers to help them with other cases that were similar to these cases that kept coming across with these, and like the term serial killer is is sort of coined in this show is when the FBI started thinking what what are we go- calling these type of killers who keep doing the same thing over and over and then they're so cold hearted that they sit down and eat a bowl of Lucky Charms afterwards and that's why they're called serial killers but see how that. that is so yeah. yep. you know but so interesting fact the, the man who wrote the, the book Mindhunter right. of course based on the book Mindhunter was a an FBI agent who was part of this um, you know team or, or task force that was um, going around interviewing serial killers, putting together these great profiles. He was also a consultant on uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, which, as you know, that um, at the beginning, Jodie Foster is is working for um, of was course, Scott Glenn's character, who is right. doing the same thing. He's doing psychological profiles on serial killers, and he asked her to go interview Hannibal Lecter. Right. And darling, you made it all the way to the FBI. Um, so, anyways, it's uh, like I said, second season coming out later this year. I'm very excited, but um, all right, there you go. Uh, that's it. We could stop. We right could there. stop that's with good. the uh, well. So we got to move up the pyramid. Okay, let's move, we're moving up. Move up the pyramid. What are we moving up? What is we're, this called again? We're moving up the. P- <laughs> I I lost a freaking app again. This is terrible. No, we need that. Uh, yeah, we need. We need. I it. need it at my all fingertips. Right, I gotta, I gotta, all right, here it is. Here it is. Um. The whole app just closed down on me. I'm nothing without my sound effects. Gosh. It's like that skit on Saturday Night Live when the when the teleprompter went down Ugh. and um, they they end up like beheading each other so like great. like the like the uh, children of the no not children Lord of the, the flies Lord of the flies. As I'm saying, we finished level one and now we're up to level two of the <laughs> pyramid of binging. <clears throat> pyramid of binging and. Uh, Number with this for the show that we select with two episodes for two you to episodes. binge. The answer is Mikey, your favorite flea bag. Oh, it has flea to be. bag it has to be. It this has is, to be. This is my favorite podcast so far. <laughs> well, yeah, you, it's you, all my stuff. We in a previous podcast we've talked about this, but we don't expect you to listen to all of our podcast. And uh, Mikey turned me on to the show, and it is phenomenal. It is hilarious. It is so well written, and the lead character, Phoebe, whatever her name is, um, is uh, she's irresistible. And in Mike, as you told me when you described it to me, she breaks down the fourth wall. She looks at the camera. She not only does she talk to the camera, sort of talk to you, the viewer, you know, while the rest of the the cast is they don't know that this is happening. You know, it's a departure from reality thing. But she's hilarious, and she gives little winks and nods. And here's one. Here's an awkward scene from uh, season two. It'll just give you a little flavor of what's going on. So uh, it means a, a great deal to, to, to both of us that uh, you, uh, the, 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 we, the family, uh, uh, 
are, are all together here for a for a very special family uh, gangbang. Um, <laughs> this is the dad. It's just you know her dad. being here. Uh, you know, I I know we've had our because I, I I have the feeling um, in here. Oh, it's so hard to watch. So I just want to <laughs> say very much. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, darling. Oh, Congratulations, Dad. Congratulations. Cheers. Thank May these you. be the worst of our days. Hey. I don't know who this guy is. Happy for you, old boy. Best decision a man can make. There it make. is. She just so, did yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was hard to catch with hearing just the audio, I imagine. But she turns to the camera and says, I don't know who this guy is. Like, there's a guy sitting who turns out to be a major character. Uh, for her especially. So great. Yeah. So great. So um, mm-hmm. there you go. Fleabag, it's on uh, Am- Amazon, Mikey? Amazon, I think. Yes. Yeah. So, che- so check that out. That's the funniest. Honorable mentions in uh, level two of the uh, binging pyramid, <laughs> pyramid of binging, Killing Eve, which is was on a BBC show, which is simply phenomenal. And as you pointed out, th- these shows are kind of cousins, right, Mikey? Yes, the yes. Phoebe written, Chick, in, she, written by the same actress. Written by the same, same actress. Same writer. Yeah. Killing Eve is not... Uh, Fleabag is more of like the sort of... Uh, I don't know if you call it romantic comedy, yes, but it's, it's, would, her, yeah. it's her making her way through the dating scene. And Killing Eve is a thriller, just a crime thriller and uh, unlikely um, heroine in, in Sandra Oh. I say that because I think of her as like a comedic actress. And she is still funny in the show, but... She, the writing is just so phenomenal. She's phenomenal. The the and the the highlight of uh, Killing Eve is the uh, the villain uh, who's a this attractive female who's ruthless. Anyway, check that out. And finally, Barry. If you haven't watched Barry, featuring Bill Hader, Mikey, are you a fan or not? Oh, I love Barry. It's great. It's so it's, good. It's got like um, a little bit of uh, Pulp Fiction in it almost. And yes. That it's you know it's a dark comedy. Uh, Henry Winkler is phenomenal. You know he won the Oscar for it. And I was listening to an interview with Bill Hader. He said he, he took a lot of the sort of cinematography from the movie Heller, not Heller High Water, um, the No Country for Old Men. Yes. He was really inspired by that. So some of that kind of almost um, sort of uh, cold, hard tension um, in a lot of scenes. So that's awesome. Uh, um, good stuff. Moving on to um, level three in the... Pyramid of binging. Now we only got. We, it's, stra- it's strange. It's strange. It is a, it's, a, it's a strange Ooh. thing, Dave. That it's we're a strange three. thing. That oh, see, I mentioned in the clue. I mentioned the uh, the solution. So you get the you get the cuckoo. Um, there's only we only came up with one. There are probably more, but uh, series. You know, super superstar, awesome TV series that only have three seasons. And Mikey, would you care to tell? I guess they know by now. They know, yeah, that it's the Netflix show Stranger Things. Stranger Things, yeah. Um, yes. Now you uh, you confessed to me earlier that you well, so you don't have to confess. You just told me that you're yeah. you're you're only did you start? You haven't started season three yet. No, I mean it just came out last week. And uh, yeah, I'm already done binging it. Yes, I know this. Go, I went well, right I, to the I'm the rewatching Mine Hunter for the twelfth time. So um, give me a break. <laughs> yeah. So well. Stranger Things, the first season was was fantastic, and uh, I. I thought the second season took a big dip, so I'm looking forward to the third season. Now, the second season, I it's been a while. Like I, I had even forgotten what I didn't like. First season, if you haven't seen the show at all, first of all, you got to start with season one. It's great because it's it does it kind of does things that no other show has done in that it mixes the fun of 
1980s sort of uh, kid adventures. So borrowing heavily from E.T. and the Goonies about how these kids have to kind of save the world. And there might be a couple of adults that are helping them, but there are more adults kind of working against them. And they got to come up with all these cool contraptions and things. And it's, it's just pure fun. And it brings back uh, a lot of uh, moments from the 80s. There, there, are, there are homages. What's, what's the plural of homage? Homage. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's French. Oma- oma- homage um, uh, <laughs> from the 80s. Uh, TV shows, movies, and, and music especially are all, are all featured. So um, now season two got a little weird, I would agree. It got like a little more on the supernatural tip. But season four, um, to me, the magic is back. There are my season key, three. Season three. Yes. Is that what I said? Yeah, season three. Yeah. Uh, a lot yeah. of the, a lot of homages to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, and nice. I'm not giving anything away. It's just obvious from the beginning. It takes place in a mall, which is kind of a shout out to the mall featured in Fast Times, where of course uh, Vic Damone sold uh, concert tickets, scalped. That's I imagine. Right. He did. Uh, and let's see, other little touches like Carrie Elwes. Is that how you pronounce his name from Princess Bride? Anyway, uh, you'll remember him <laughs> as uh, Carrie, yeah, Prince. Uh, what was his name? Prince uh, Buttercup's uh, man. Prince uh, Charming. No, Prince. Never uh, mock me again. Yes. Anyway, oh, from the, the the hero from Princess Bride, of course, Princess Carrie Elwes. And of course, he was in the movie Glory. Let's not forget that. He's he shows up in Stranger Things as like a bad guy. And I don't think this gives it away because it's part of the premise of Stranger Things Season 3. The Russians. The Russians are oh, around. Oh, I love Russians. Just like so many movies and TV shows from the 80s, the evil Russians are back. Um, so that's number three. And we now move on to level four in, in the Pyramid of Binging. It's great. So, uh, what do we got for? Uh, wait, is it my turn or your turn? It's actually my turn. I say go. This is this is a favorite of both of ours. So it is. Just, we it could, is. We could wax poetic on this one forever. Yeah. You know what? Let's play the theme song and see if people get it. Um, we'll give you some hints first. It it is a spinoff of a different show. Does that give it away? <gasps> well, we're moving on <laughs> to the top. Wait, that's not. The, we're not doing the Jeffersons. <laughs> Shamil, Shamazel, Hasbub Incorporated. Okay, okay. Here we go. We're gonna do. No, it's not. This is what it is right here. Uh-huh. And now a few of our listeners know what we're talking about, but if you don't, sweet. It's sounds. kind of yeah. It's kind of appropriately understated. This this theme, right? And then just. I love it. And gets. Did you know there was more? Because usually it just stops there. For I, lo- the show. I love it. So it almost gets cut off before it ends too, which is the best. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. It's it's sort of uh, lovingly yeah. imperfect. Uh, yes. And it's better call Saul, of course, a spinoff from uh, Breaking Bad. And Mikey and I were just before we started recording, expressing our frustration that where the hell is it? Oh. it they've they've developed this habit of taking what's what feels like five years between seasons. So there are four seasons so far. And now here's a question. Yes. My dad, who happens to be named Saul, of course, um, he has watched Better Call Saul and enjoys it. And I said, aren't the references to Breaking Bad great? And he said, oh, I didn't watch Breaking Bad. And I said, (laughs) said, you're you're doing it wrong. Oh, well, but it takes place before Breaking Bad. So you could come at it from this angle and then jump into Breaking Bad and go, 
Wow. Don't give me that Godfather saga time shifting bullshit. I, I will have none of it. Oh, the, I don't the, like that Godfather time shifting. Yeah, well, they put everything in order. Shifting yeah. bullshit either. Yeah, I don't like that. Watch yeah. it as the movie was created and, and presented in the first place. And, and then <clears> never watch Godfather 3. Yes. Well, that's that goes so without saying. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, but in. So, Saul, uh, Saul despite so the good, fact yeah. that yeah, th- that's pretty much the only thing bad thing you can say about it. Occasionally, it moves a little slower than Breaking Bad, in my opinion. It does move slower, and you know that there's a point where it's going to have to stop. Right. Unfortunately. But what's cool about it is if you've watched Breaking Bad, uh, mo- most, you know, nine out of ten critics would agree it's not quite the show that Breaking Bad was. But what's cool about it is you can enjoy it for two reasons. You can enjoy it just because it's a great show. And then you can also enjoy it because of the little touches that remind you of plot twists in Breaking Bad. And you learn things about characters you didn't know prior. And it's just it, in this new world order of entertainment where time shifting is the norm, it's cool that you get to see actors that you thought you'd never see again in this role, like the dude who plays Gus Fring, whose oh. name I always forget, but he's awesome. He's, he's been in... Um, Giancarlo... Giancarlo Esposito. There you Thank you. That was an alley-oop. Uh, yeah, he's... he's <laughs> He was in like every one of Spike Lee's movies in the eighties. Yeah, but, he's a but, big actor for Spike. Yeah. But um, so he, you know he bugging out. <laughs> he was bugging was out. He was bugging yeah, out. And, so good. Yeah, he Did was the, the right guy thing, who yeah. almost beat the crap out of the Celtics fan in, in on the streets of Brooklyn and do the right Why thing. You move back to Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. was born in Brooklyn. I was born in Brooklyn. No! great yeah. scene. That's a uh, oh, I wouldn't have got Savage. that. Savage. Yeah, that's a, that great actor from um, from the Deer Hunter. John Savage, is that his name? That's the white guy? Yeah. yeah. I never knew that. Quick cameo, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. So, um, and and then, of course, there's, um, uh, what's his name? The, Mike Mike, uh, Mike Armand Trout is Armand the ca- Trout. character's name. Uh, the, so um, the character actor who plays him, who's now a big star, and I can't think of his name either. I'm getting old. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, you get to see his backstory because, you know, these two characters are no longer with us in the Breaking Bad universe. <laughs> um, so here's the thing, Mikey. Right. I pose this question to you. Yes. Better call Saul. Are we going to see Jesse and Walt? And or Walt, because... No, that's, that's the rumor, right? That we're going to see them in some, at some point in one of these seasons. But I thought it was last season. Season four, we were going to see something. See, J- Jesse... See, Walt would require... Like some creativity because of the characters in Better Call Saul, Walt doesn't know any of them prior to right. the events of Breaking Bad. He doesn't interact with right. Saul till season one, like begin middle of season one. Right. Yeah. But Jesse, but then again, he did know Jesse because Jesse was his student. And Jesse did know some of these scarless characters like... Um, yeah. Who is the drug dealer that pops back up in Better Call Saul? Tuco. Tuco. Thank you. Very good. You're welcome. Yeah. So so Jesse worked for uh, an underling of Tuco as Breaking Bad begins. We're going. But he's deep also on the part. one who recommended uh, Saul to Walt. He was the one criminal. Who, uh, if you want a criminal, lawyer. that's right. Exactly. There you go. So he yeah. knew. He, he arguably knew Saul. Saul. He may yeah. have ar- even met him. But you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. You don't so know. he may. Po- Aaron Paul may pop up. Um, Brian Cranston would be kind of a stretch. Of course, you could do the silly thing where it's a cameo where, like, 
you know, it, you just bump into him at a Seven Eleven or something in Albuquerque. See, that would be the best. That would just be hilarious. To throw in Brian Cranston, like you know, doing yeah. being a teacher, buying like supplies at school or so, uh, for yeah. school. That would be so great. Right, right, right. Uh, so we will, many great possibilities. We will. Uh, we're almost halfway through the the. I'm not going to say it. The pyramid of benching. I'm not going to say it the big way. Uh, let me take a. Sh- <laughs> let me. T- hey, it's pretty good. Hey, who's doing the sound effects here? Okay. Um, let me take a minute to tell you about the U.S. Postal Service, our sponsor today. Thank you, guys. We love you guys, the U.S. Postal Service, second largest employer in the United States, offering pay training and ways to move up. Apply today, usps.com slash careers. From mail carriers to corporate management, the USPS works together to provide efficient, affordable service to the American public. The workers are the backbone of its service, and the USPS wants to develop and advance careers, so its development programs train and prepare employees for promotions and a growth of variety of business areas. Everything you need to know is at usps.com slash careers. It's the policy of the Postal Service to provide equal employment opportunity and prevent employment discrimination. The Postal Service seeks to attract and retain a diverse workforce. In I just turned into Father Guido Sarducci for some reason. All this talk about comedy. In which employees respect and value each other's differences and work to promote collaboration, flexibility, and fairness so that all employees are able to participate and contribute to their full potential. Apply today. The website, once again, usps.com slash careers, the United States Postal Service, deliver for the nation. Do you remember Father Guido Sarducci? Of course. Father Guido Sarducci, whose character on Saturday Night Live, um, and popped up in what dramatic movie later? Yeah, no idea. The Godfather Part 3, the aforementioned horrible oh, Godfather Part 3. I'm yes. trying to block that What was he even doing in there? What was Andy Garcia doing there? What was uh, horrible, so creepy bad. Sophia Coppola doing oh, in there? Oh, my All gosh, right. such a bad movie. Let's banish it from our memory because it would sour this amazing podcast where we continue on moving on to level five in the pyramid of This one we don't need to spend a lot of time time on or right, we could we or maybe we sort of will just did. well we'll tell you that the honorable mention was the wire in a fantastic show great um, hbo show great yeah. hbo show um you really got to settle into it i don't know if it's still it, i mean it's only like 10 years ago whatever we're talking about here but or maybe not even but um i tried to get my son into it my son who's very sharp and who's 16 now and watched every episode of Breaking Bad, which, spoiler alert, is the king of level five here. There were five seasons of Breaking Bad, and you must binge them all. It is the greatest show of all time. Would you agree? You agree? No. (laughs) (laughs) One of the greatest shows of all time. Oh, you'd say Seinfeld's the greatest show of all time. Uh, Yeah, well, you got comedy. Yes, Seinfeld. Well, is your number one show on this board right now or not? No, because it came before your your silly rules. <laughs> if, if, if you binged studio. it on videotape, then it wasn't Seinfeld. part of the list. No, no. that's comedy. Oh, all right. So, what's yeah. better than Breaking Bad in terms of drama? That, I'm a big West Wing fan. Oh, okay. Seven seasons. Right. It would make number seven, but it, it doesn't fall under the rules. Yeah, it fell before the time yeah. period in which we're, we're old. discussing. Yeah, yeah we are. Old. It's yeah. on Netflix, though. Yeah. All right. Watch so, it if you'd watch, like. seven watch seasons. Watch, watch Alice seven. and Janney is terrific. Mm, she is. And. Alison Janney putting together a really nice career for herself. Oscars, still, still Emmys, all kinds she's of stuff. crazy good. Yeah. I just noticed she was in. You know what movie she was in that I had completely forgotten? It, yes, it's I do. a what? It's a comedy. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. It's and it's a what you'd call, I guess, a biopic. It's a biography of this guy. Aha! Uh-huh. Well, it's don't a know comedy. What uh, Private Parts with uh, the Howard Stern movie. Oh, that's great. Allison Janney was in that movie. I've only seen yeah. that once, and it was... Wasn't I, I enjoyed right. it, but so I don't okay. know. Besides yeah, you don't need Paul to go. Paul Giamatti, I don't know who else was in it. So. Paul Giamatti? 
<laughs> Allison Janney. I wish was I could in do apology. More Monty movies than you can think, especially Oscar winning. She was in American Beauty. That's she that's was, right. She was great yeah, in that as great. as the embattled, yes. silenced wife. Yeah, that was weird. She's um, fantastic. All right. So do we need need we say more? Breaking Bad. We love it. There's five seasons of that. It's a it's a it's kind of a perfect. I I would have guessed it was even a little longer, but. And now looking at some of these other shows that have done as many as nine seasons, right. I, I'm kind of like, maybe they should have done a couple more. It's it was so bad. good. Yeah. yeah. All right. But we continue as we move up to level six. Number six. six. The Pyramid of Binging. Uh, binging, 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 binging. Here we go. Um, wow. Do you want to pick this one or should well, I? No, you, you, should, you pick. Go All right. for it. This is yours. All right. Um... It's a tie. It's a tie. It's a tie. It's a tie. I'm going to basically play. the same show. It, <laughs> well, not exactly, but <laughs> I want to play the theme songs for both because they're both they're I'm both kidding. they're both really good. So the first one was kind of the show that kind of introduced to me kind of the advent of the binging era. It was kind of before you binge, but now everybody's binged this show. You know why? Because it was really good. Take place takes place in New Jersey. It was um, it was genre bending. Because it kind of turned the mafia um, whole deal on its head a little bit and showed that, yeah, woke up this morning, got myself a gun. Of course, The Sopranos, the James Gandolfini's defining role. And I I think we can safely say that now since he doesn't seem to be uh, taking on any new roles, given that he died. Yes. Rest in peace. So, Candle six Fini. seasons. What did it run from? Do you know the years? Uh, no, I sure don't. Okay. We could look that up, but... Sure. Um, but, uh, so, uh, you know, ensemble cast, of course. Um, I mean, it's the type of show that you would you would tune into not just to watch Tony, but to see Pony, uh, Polly Walnuts, and uh, Christopher, and Adriana, and what's-her-name, Edie Falco was so fantastic as Carmela. First episode date, 1999. Final episode date, June of 2007. Interesting. So, yeah. Just yeah. about the Six same seasons. same time frame as The West Wing, but yet I could not <laughs> oh, include no! it. I could not include it on this list. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We got to start the whole pyramid all over again. I'm, I'm in the minority with all The right. West Wing. Sopranos no, well, is not universally adored. Okay. they get When we get to season... Seven. It'll be an honorable the mention. They'll get an honorable seven. mention, okay? Thank you. Everybody wins. All right. Uh, hold on, Sopranos. Now, the other one, uh, which I just I couldn't pick against, and my girlfriend Brenda loves this show so much. It's her. It's her favorite. And um, it uh, is a retro show, mm, not like The Sopranos. The only thing it has in common with The Sopranos, I guess, is... Uh, <laughs> I was kidding. Is it's a, it's, it is sort of a dramedy. Like, um, like The Sopranos, there were funny moments. But it is a serious show of intrigue and espionage and an amazing number of wigs and prosthetics wow, and glasses yeah. and costumes. I'm talking, of course, about The Americans. Um, the show, the very premise, and I guess that was a short version of the theme song, huh? All right. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks for nothing, <laughs> YouTube. Uh, so if you've, if you've never seen The Americans, six seasons, six seasons of The Americans, just like The Sopranos, and it does not lose its luster. It, it, I mean, there might be a few slow moments here and there. Did you go for this whole I thing? Loved, uh, yeah, you I did. loved The Americans. Yeah. Yes. And, and ended on a high note, I thought. Kerry Russell's 
tremendous. Kerry Russell's fantastic. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, if you don't know the premise, obviously, you know, it's they are um, Russian spies living in America at the height of the Cold War. And so it is a period piece as well as just a cool thriller and it's just a peek into their world, which is just fucking fascinating yeah. because one moment they're like giving the kids pizza and then like they get a phone call and he's like, you know, I got to run out. He runs out and he kills a couple people and then comes back, right? Yes. It's, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So we move on. We are move getting, on we're getting, we're getting, we're getting now to the nitty gritty in the pyramid ba, 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 of ba, binging. Ba, ba, ba. I'll let you pick this one, Mikey. Seven. Not only the best name for a kid. Um... According to George, <laughs> right, well, and the yeah. and the worst name for a comedy movie because if you went to the movies thinking Seven was a comedy, That's right. uh, you were sorely mistaken. So, oh gee, we got a lot to choose from here. You got uh, three to I have a favorite, but I'm gonna I, I want to say that most would agree that Mad Men, Mad Men, is, is the best of the seven season show. I would agree with you. Um, tell tell us what the other. Uh, Nominees were uh, well. We threw in Veep, which is a fantastic Love show it. on HBO. Great Love comedy. It. Just and up, uh, yeah. my favorite is Parks and Rec, which is also seven mm-hmm. seasons. Uh, but Mad Men, Mad Men is a period piece, of course. But yep. the advertising biz, John Hamm's John tremendous, Hamm's. along with uh, a bunch of other great <laughs> actors. No, I mean but, yeah, Sterling. But, uh, yeah, I mean yeah, the guy who plays actors, Roger yeah. is is fantastic. Um, um, uh, did you know Bill Murray's brother was in Mad Men? Yes. Yeah. He, yes. He, he, fantastic role as the, as the the among a sea of drunkards in the advertising agency. This guy was just a little bit too much of a drunkard. He pees on himself during one memorable moment right in the middle of his office, and they decide they need to let him go, which is kind of an interesting moment because they ought to look themselves in the mirror and say how. How much better are we? They drink and smoke in almost every scene, but it. Right. it but it's also about it. It's about. Um, it's about a lot of things. It's about um, the the rise, uh, the hints of the rise of the female in the workplace. Even though, you know, let's face it, by the the by the end of the 1960s, it's not as if um, you know we, we're talking about full equality. Right. But but the role of, of Peggy, played by Elizabeth Moss, who is um, who's slowly becoming one of the, the the great TV actresses of her generation. Well, hey, yeah. she was in The West Wing. Was she? West Wing. She played the daughter of President Bartlett. I didn't know that. Zoe Bartlett. Yes. Holy moly! And now she's in, she's in Mad Men. And, right. Uh, Another one on the list, and one of your favorite shows, Handmaid's Tale, which I should have put on this list. I just kind of forgot. Put it on the list. Yeah. Go back to go back to uh, level three. And Stranger just, Things Stranger, or Handmaid's Tale? Ha- yeah, Handmaid's Tale. But Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Handmaid's Tale was made for us to forget to put it on the list, but uh, you can stick it back in there. It is outstanding. They're in the. I guess you could argue we left it off because they're in the middle of season three. We didn't have a level for two and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's our excuse. It's my story. I'm sticking to it. She's so, great. Elizabeth Moss is yeah. fantastic. Mad Men, seven seasons, all very bingeable. The the journey of... of did you think it got slow at any point, or was there a well, period no, of it, it I thought it was an even-paced show. I didn't think yeah. it was very exciting at any point, but I also didn't think it was boring. Yeah, it, it's not quite, if you compare it to something like a Breaking Bad, there weren't quite as many like plot twists, but that's not what it was about. It wasn't about crime or drama or anything. It was, it was, there were character studies, right? It was about, it, it was about, you know, um, yes. one moment you'd see Don Draper as a complete heel and the next moment you'd sort of recognize one of the, 
his moral dilemma as, as something maybe that you have gone through. Pers- I mean, I'm a man of a certain age, you know, I'm 50 years old. And so I'd lived through those years of, of whatever, of, of hitting middle age and making kind of the kind of decisions that he has to make. So it rings true in the, in the modern day, but then also allows you to take a peek into the, the 60s and the decor. I mean, I don't know how many awards they must have won for set design, right? right. But like, I mean, the office and like Don's apartment, it's just so... Everything just so perfect throwback to the 60s. Yes, and um, I was one of the... Uh, I'm a huge fan of the finale. I don't know. So yeah. I, I, a lot of criticism for show finales because, let's face it, you, you want it to go on and it's never exactly what you want. Yep. But I thought I thought that last scene in Mad Men was fantastic. So, spoiler alert here. We're going to talk about the last scene in Mad Men so, so you can forward ahead two minutes. But uh, I... It was so good that I wish I had seen it coming. I was almost mad at myself not for <laughs> not for seeing it coming because there was speculation that maybe they would weave something, something of real it, yeah. life, right. which they had done in the past, right? Like when Don does a memorable pitch for the uh, Kodak uh, slide holder, he names it the carousel. We all know it as the carousel now, but they sort of imagined that the fictional Don Draper had created the carousel, which was kind of a cool twist. There were other moments where they, you know, they turned down an opportunity to um, do PR for President Nixon. They, you know, they dealt with the shooting of Kennedy, the death of Marilyn Monroe, all this stuff. And some people had theorized that Don's um, last love interest, who the French chick, I forget what her name was, but she might be a, a fictionalized Sharon Tate and be murdered Ooh, in the Manson. Now, that didn't happen, and it probably would have been pretty stupid and, and kind of a radical switch from the, right. from the show because people didn't generally get murdered in, in Mad Men. Um, it, but, uh, uh, yeah, so the finale, he, he is, we already know, he's, he's, he's sort of in this weird spot for him. He's at this, this retreat, this nature retreat up on a mountain or something. Right, and in he, California. Yeah. Right. And he, well, you, you, you love it. You want to explain what happens? Yeah, well, he, he goes up there with um, the, um, I Some guess chick. she's, yeah, well. The daughter of somebody? Or something? I, I think it's, uh, the actress is um, Katie Lloyds. I think she, she's also on show Arrow. She's on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Anyways, he goes up there with her. Um, and because it's like a silent retreat, I believe, where they're, where they're doing yoga. Yeah, and they're, and they're doing all kinds of. Karma, and yoga, whatever. It's like he's out of the business. What he, he quit his job or got fired or something like that, and he's just really just rolling with whatever life gives him. And he's following this girl up there, and she actually she ends up leaving him yeah. there all by himself. And he's got like another three days, so he decides to stay. And while he's there meditating, and every, everything's silent, everything's beautiful. Got all these flower people hanging around, you know, with their ponytails and their headbands and their bell bottoms and all that and he's in his own world and he's seems like he's drifting off into peace yeah they're all in a state of meditation right. kind of out there on um a ledge of some sort yeah, he's on and, they're on uh, a cliff and doing all that and then he just has this great smile on his face and then that's how New it ideas. ends for him yeah we got it right here michael so i knew you new i just love his smile that yep. day, new day. He has on there. there is new ideas I knew you. Now, Don has his legs crossed, but we think he's maybe being skeptical here. Because could Don Draper really be turning his back on advertising and 
just becoming at peace with his mind or 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 there's the smile there it is yeah wow it's brilliant I'd like to buy oh, the world so a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and so white turtles. God, it's even more brilliant now that I watch it now. So now, so right there, see that? There's a there's a shot of a blonde girl with um, like a red and white dress, and she's got like these ribbons in her hair. Yeah, it's the exact outfit of oh, the woman who works at the brilliant. retreat. See, that's why I said yeah. I feel like I should have saw it coming. Oh, so so great. I mean, yeah. in case you missed it, they cut immediately to what I would believe to be the actual footage it from is this the I, actual okay, Coke ad yeah. from the iconic Coca Cola. I'd like to teach the world, saying I'd like to buy the world a Coke, and just oh, so in a, in a moment, it just. It, it it twists the the screw for the end of the show. Like we're not gonna like let you off the hook and think that Don Draper becomes a, a noble guy. No, he was there and he came up with the idea for like Coke one of the biggest so to sell Coke. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, and uh, we're down to the final two in the <laughs> pyramid of binging. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Number eight. You know what? The last two are kind of anticlimactic, but um, you got to give the the devil his due. And by devil, I mean the hound, and I mean Cersei, <laughs> and I mean the dragon, and um, of course, um, Game of Thrones. Um, eight seasons, Mikey. So did, did seasons. they did they do the right thing when they went eight seasons? Should they have gone longer or shorter? Well, so they. I mean, they they. Went off course from the books and um, right. started doing their own stuff. Uh, there, it was entertaining all the way through. Once again, finales usually are hit or miss because mm-hmm. you either want them to go on further or you want your 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 favorite character, especially in this one. Your favorite characters need to be alive, or they need to, you know, I don't want them to die. Right. And we don't need to a lot of death in this final episode. There is a lot of death. It's funny when you call it the Game of Thrones theme on. YouTube, there's a there's a just a graphic of Ned Stark sitting on the Iron Throne. Has there been a character? I can think of one, maybe. <laughs> Has there been an iconic character that left after one left? I mean, he, he kind of lost his head there right. uh, at the end at the end of season one, second to last episode of season one. Right. I can think of one char- main character who got whacked. Oh, that kind of gave it away. Ah, remember in the first season. Might have been the second season of The Sopranos when Big Pussy gets um, uh, he no. sleeps with the fishes. Yeah, um, but it goes to show you good. It's it is a hallmark of a great show if you're brave enough to kill off a main character um, because it's got incredible um, potential. Of course, the downside is the character is no longer on the show, right. which is why they were going to kill off Jesse in, in, at the end of season one of Breaking Bad, and people liked him too much. So thank goodness well, for that. That. Was that. That's what was great about the first season of Game of Thrones is that, I mean, he was, I think his last name is Bean, the actor Bean. Yeah. He was the draw. I mean, there was no one else on the show that when it was advertised, oh, it was, it's oh, I like that actor. Right. So it was like, oh, I like that guy. He's a great actor. And um, then they just off him. Yeah, which was fantastic. Yeah, and they, um, yeah. To your point, th- that was a guy that you kind of recognize from. Like he was in the um, uh, National Treasure movies. He was in Patriot Games, he and in, he just it, yeah. it, it was like he was finally getting his his moment in the sun, and uh, and he's dead. 
But I mean, but he's remembered. He was, he's, uh, he's of course remembered. He was in really a Lord well. of the Rings too. Yeah, he's yeah. A great actor. And um, I'm not even going to play the fanfare s- sound because uh, I don't want to leave you in suspense. I'm going to play you a little clip. Uh, <laughs> a, 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 Here we go. <laughs> random clip from. We're up to level nine. So there were nine seasons of this particular show. Take a listen to this. Okay. Well, I did not get the job in New York. But I got the real prize, domestic bliss. Jan made me breakfast this morning. Well, she bought the milk. <laughs> He's, eating Soy. He's eating cereal. This is why Soy. I do it. That's what I have to come home to. That's so great. She's passed <laughs> so out. Jan has passed out in this weird position. She probably won't be up for a few hours. <laughs> this is going to be a very good year. Very good. Jan is at home. Jim is back. My protege Ryan is at corporate. Good stuff. Um, Andy and Dwight are rocking the sales team. I feel very blessed. (laughs) (laughs) And he hits Meredith with his car. (laughs) I mean, it's just a totally random moment with one of the cold opens of The Office, of course. The uh, U.S. adaptation of the uh, British show, which British show only ran for I think two seasons plus one special. Yes. And um, The Office goes on for nine. And I get, I mean, you know, I love it. Uh, it's the one show that my son and I have watched together. We've probably watched the whole thing through probably like three times. It's kind of our comfort food of television. Did it go too long, Mikey? No, uh, no, no, no. No, I, I enjoyed it up to the Will Farrell, you know, when he came in for a few episodes. Yeah. Um, well, it's tough when you got Steve Carell left yeah it's but it's still really funny Come yeah on. it it the i mean when Carell was there for the fr- i want to i'm gonna ho- go ahead and guess he was there for the first seven seasons and then left and right. then mindy kaling kind of faded away as well they they did have to i feel like they were kind of juggling things in the air to keep the show fresh and new they brought in some new comics and then there were these like cool guest appearances like you say will ferrell was in there um, and there was one episode where, like, Jim Carrey was in there, you know, with a little right. cameo and stuff like that. James Spader had a Oh, yeah, Spader. I forgot uh, Spader. He was actually pretty hilarious uh, as uh, Robert California, one of the new bosses. Yeah. Um, there were a couple moments in the final season where I felt like they really missed Carell now. Like, you forget how great he, he was. so great. Um, but nevertheless, The Office, if you gonna, if you got the time to binge nine seasons and that... Ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the top of the put the 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 do it the 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 do it the 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 we got you covered. Mikey, thank you very much. Can't thank you enough. Uh, um, my pleasure. You, you, you came in. You're like the um, the Jonathan Papelbon or the, uh, if we had a closer now, I could use draw the comparison. But uh, right. you come in here when we need a podcast <laughs> and you nail it down. And thank you for listening to the Boston Podcast. Uh, thanks again to the U.S. Postal Service, second largest employer in the United States. Check out the website. Apply for a job at usps.com slash careers. Uh, and if you like this podcast, hit the share button. Share it with a friend, relative, enemy, colleague, 
or um, perhaps someone that one day might sit on the Iron Throne or simply work for Dunder Mifflin. You never know. <laughs> on behalf of Mike O'Neill, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Thanks, everybody. You must be the other guy. <laughs>